0: Your values of family and, and enjoyment, that for all of us needs to be aligned. Most people have um, values that are in conflict. so we we get people aligned on what their values are. What is most important because your values determine where you put your time, energy, and effort. If those are not aligned, then your time, energy, and effort will be going will be all over the place. And so that's an important point that you that you mentioned.
1: What is going on, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, showing you how you can live a life of abundance and prosperity on your way to having more. And despite what you may believe or what you've been told, there is absolutely nothing wrong with wanting more. The thought process stems from by having more you're taking from other people, and that is a scarcity mindset. We are abundant leaders and we think abundantly so we know that by having more we are not taking from other people we are creating more and by having more relationships more connections and yes more money we are able to contribute more and more richly to other people's lives and today we're talking about having more time creating more time it is actually possible and we're going to have that conversation today And since this podcast is about abundance and paying it forward, I'm going to afford you the opportunity to be abundant in your actions today by paying it forward to others and sharing men of abundance with everyone you come in contact with. Don't discriminate. You never know who is going to benefit from these conversations. And it is so easy to share. It only takes a few seconds. All you have to do is go to menofabundance.com. Click on the podcast tab and underneath any one of the podcasts, you will find a purple share button. When you click on that or hover over it, the Facebook option, Twitter, and Google Plus options will all pop up. Share on one or all or just share menofabundance.com in an email, Facebook, whatever it is that you want to do or you can share directly from your podcast player that you're listening to this on right now. Hey, I greatly appreciate it, but more importantly, those that you share it with will appreciate it even more. Now, our featured guest today is an author, speaker, researcher, and performance expert considered one of the leading authorities on the connection between time, productivity, and performance. He is a former Chicago Golden Glove boxer and Illinois' state heavyweight champion. He is dubbed the Velvet Hammer for his uniquely fierce and compassionate no-holds-barred style. He has been featured as a keynote speaker and performance expert on ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, Style, and Esquire TV, and has worked with a variety of organizations including Jimmy Kimmel Live, the United States Military, Citibank, Wells Fargo, the Los Angeles Police Department, and many others. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Stephen Griffith. Stephen, welcome to Men of Abundance, man. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great, Wally. Thanks for having me on the show.
1: Man, it's my pleasure. Absolutely love it. Um, I'm excited about this conversation today, but before we get started, where are you at in the world? I'm
0: here in Newport Beach, California, uh, originally from Chicago, but I relocated out to the West Coast uh, several years ago. What took you out there? Um, you know, going to graduate school and, um, I just wanted to get out to, uh, the modern gold rush of the sunny California.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. I hear that, man. So yeah, definitely a a big change from Chicago to Cali, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But great weather. I love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been to San Diego. I've been to a couple other places in California and it's always really nice.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: So I like to start out with an attitude of gratitude, man. What do you have to be grateful for today?
0: Oh man, so much, but I'll, I'll, I'll break it down. You know, I'm really grateful that, um, I'm of sound mind and body and able to be of service, deliver, you know, what my gifts and talents are. And, And also I'm really grateful for all the people that helped me get here. And, uh, you know, there's, there's lots of them, you know, There's a lot. And uh, each one of them had an impact on me. And I I always say this while we always do it ourselves, but we never do it alone. And Mm. I'm so grateful for all the people that um, gave of themselves to me and paid it forward to me.
1: That's an awesome statement, man. I absolutely love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow that. I'll give you credit a couple times. You got then, uh, it. You got it. Mine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love your style already. Well, I'm sure I'm gonna do the same today.
1: Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I really dig that. I really do, man. Because even the ones that, um, you know, we would rather have not encountered have an impact in who we are and what we do.
0: You, you got it, right. You got that. And sometimes it's the biggest impact
1: yeah Actually. absolutely. Yep. It's a very very yep. true statement, man. Yep. So you know I spoke a little bit about you when we got started here. Here are men of abundance. we like to get to know the man behind the abundance. so if you would, how would you describe yourself
0: Oh, good, great question so I think um you know i when I think about that, I think grit comes up um really strongly for me. My mom raised me and my brother, and it wasn't actually until I wrote, wrote the book here, the time cleanse that I realized that my grit came from my mom. And, uh, you know, she raised me and my, my, my brother and, uh, you know, she did it all on her own, you know, back in the sixties and seventies and eighties. And, uh, so grit is a big part of, um, who I am and, you know, facing adversity and continue to move forward, but also, you know, being compassionate and empathetic, um, to the people in my life and, and really to live that way and, and to give more than I take. And, um, um, I think that that's really, I think grit's the thing to be relentless and, and, um, help the people in my life, myself and, uh, make it a better place.
1: Kudos out to your mom, man, and and all the moms out there who, you know, all the moms, period. Uh, but especially those who find themselves raising children on their own and working and doing everything else that they have to do. It's just an unbelievable thing to do. I mean, they're underappreciated. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree, and it's one of the one of the reasons, a big, big reasons for me, Wally, about helping people get their time back, especially single and working moms. But everyone, because I saw my mom have no time. All she did was work and take care of us. And that that, that stuck with me and still sticks with me.
1: Time is extremely important to me. It's one of the things that I do as a, a business and life strategist is I help people find business, find time in their business, improve their business and their life, without putting more time into their business. And I know we're Mm. going to get much more into that. Um, Sure. Even before we get into that part, I like to get into this kick in the gut moment. And the reason why I like to bring this up right up front is because sometimes this is what changes the trajectory of our lives. Not always, but sometimes it does. But if you would share a kick in the gut moment with us and really make us feel that.
0: Yeah. So uh, this this, uh, kick in the gut is going to be a triple for you. So my, my college career, I played football. I was a tight end and uh, I uh, was a good athlete. But coming out of high school, I was a tall, skinny kid, 6'4", about 170 pounds. And, uh, and no, no, no schools were, were uh, recruiting a string bean. So uh, um, I committed myself, went to a junior college. Two years later, I was 6'5", about 230 pounds. And on every recruiting list, I just worked my ass off. And on the fifth game of that season with the, with the, with the stands filled with college scouts uh, on a spectacular catch, I tore my hamstring mm. and um, rehabbed, um, got back six, seven games later or six games later, uh, got a scholarship, Division One scholarship. The first day of spring practice, I tore my hamstring again. And after the second hamstring tear, I mean, these are the highs and lows of just, you know, at the time, to be honest with you, I, the only th- value I had as a human being was being as an athlete. I had super low self-esteem. And the only thing that made me feel like I was worth anything was being an athlete. I changed schools and went to an NAI school and got a season in, still wasn't hundred percent. And on, on a senior pro timing day in front of five pro scouts I ran the fastest 40 yard I ever ran and as I crossed the line tumbled onto the asphalt and I tore my hamstring a third time mm. and you know it was a kick in the gut but at the end of the day after another year of trying you know going back to camp I woke up one day and I just realized something I realized that I no longer wanted to play football and the only thing I was chasing was trying to be success trying to be successful and not fail but the reality was I was failing myself. I, I, I really didn't want to play football anymore. It was painful for me and, and time had passed me by. And in that moment, I realized I got to shift gears. I got to do something else with my time, but it was really an eye opener at 13 years old, making a decision, I'm going to be a pro player. And at 24, nearly 300 pounds realizing, oh my God, life had passed me by. So that's my kick in the gut.
1: What did you get out of that? What was your takeaway from that whole process?
0: So two things, you know, built tremendous grit and determination, right? But what I realized was I was operating on an old set of values and beliefs that the only way Steven would be valuable or could be successful or happy was playing football. And that, that had passed me by and I didn't see it. And I wasted so much time and was in so much pain chasing something that no longer was connected to who I was.
1: Excellent point. Yeah. And and two takeaways that I want to put in there, guys, is two things that I talk about on a regular is, one, identity. You know, we all have this identity. It's either our vocation or, you know, something of that nature. And when that's taken away from you, then a lot of guys really lose themselves. They, 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 they lose that identity. And you got to realize that that's what you do. That's not necessarily your identity. The other part to that is, this whole concept of never quit. I'm not, I don't subscribe to that uh, Mm. because of personal experiences in my own life, which I won't get into right now. I've talked about this before, but the fact of the matter is, is sometimes the universe, God is telling you they have another plan for you. (laughs) and if what you're trying to do the way you're trying to do it isn't working time and time and time again and it's even costing you your health it's costing you you know relationships it's it it might be time to quit and if and what i mean by quit quit that particular process to get to where you want to go does that make sense what are your thoughts on that
0: uh, a- absolutely. I think as men, I can speak for myself and working with lots of men over the, you know, many years of my, my career is that we're taught if you quit and, and this is the old school, like you're weak, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you you failed. And you know what I was doing, I was failing myself, my true self. It was like, I mean, you know, when I tell the story, I've told it hundreds of times to tell it in the book is people are like, Oh my God, what were you thinking? The fact is I wasn't thinking, <laughs> And, yeah. and I programmed that if I quit for me, and I think you're talking, we're talking the same language, quitting was the ultimate sign of a loser. Right. Yeah. And it's, yeah. that's further from the truth because you just said it. Sometimes the universe is, is talking to you.
1: Yeah. Sometimes guys, it's, it's important for you to make those decisions for yourself. Don't worry about what other people are thinking about you. And that's one of the biggest problems so many guys have.
0: Absolutely.
1: So again, thanks for sharing that because that is a very important lesson to, to learn there. So let's get into this time thing, man. I mean, everybody wants more time in their life and their, you know, that we got, I was literally just listening just this morning to the Jordan Harbinger show. And Mm -hmm. one of the things they were talking about was uh, how social media uh, can take up so much of our time. And I forget who he was talking to. I'll have to look it up later, uh, who he was talking to specifically on this, but I learned a new term called content switching. And meaning Mm -hmm. that people think that they can multitask. And this is one of the things that takes up a lot of our brain capacity and therefore taking up a lot of our time. Um, Absolutely. But but your book touches on on a lot of this, being able to get your time back, basically, and, and the time cleanse. What is that? And what does that mean?
0: Yeah, so uh, I, I love how you just led me into that because I'm going to talk to you about mindful multitasking and the difference between uh, multitasking and task switching because it's a game change. We'll, we'll get to that, but I want to start with, so the time cleanses is something that, that I developed over the last five years. I've been a performance coach for 20 plus, but five years ago, Wally, uh, I saw an absolute crisis show up. In one week, corporate, individual, and teamwork, every single client said to me, I don't have enough time. And I looked at that and I'm like, and I felt it in my own life. And I said, why is this happening out of nowhere? I've been coaching CEOs and entrepreneurs, business owners for 20 plus years. And literally in one week, every single conversation was the same. I don't have enough time. I'm stressed out. I don't have enough energy. And so I spent the last five years that developed, you know, this book and looked at why is it that we're out of time? And that went from you know, traveling to Thailand to, you know, work with the Buddhist monks there. And in Japan, neuroscientists, mindfulness, uh, performance psychology, even some of Einstein's theories. And what I came up with is this. It's very interesting today. The biggest shift is our technology use. And our relationship with time is now behind. It's outdated. And most people have an adversarial relationship with time and are trying to manage time which does not work today in this 24-7 connected technology world. It just doesn't work. And so what I discovered was how to shift your relationship with time and to move it into time performance. And then also what I discovered is the amount of toxins that are in people's lives. And that's where the Time Cleanse name came from, is the process of evaluating every single area of your life. The people you're with, your thoughts, your beliefs, your activities, um, the possessions you own, all the areas. I have eight areas in the cleanse. And then asking yourself after you identify each and every one of them, is this contributing or contaminating to my happiness and success? And then the process I take people through how to determine if it is. And then what we do is then we cleanse that time and reclaim time. And average person will get up to 20 hours or more a week. And then what we do, Wally, with that time that's been cleansed and reclaimed, then we reinvest it in what I call high ROT activities, return on time activities. And I heard you talk about that when we started the show about, you know, what you do in your coaching, getting people to focus on those activities. We we call it, I call it ROT. I
1: love it. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And one of the things, you know, I've seen so many people doing these type of challenges, like a 30 day challenge type of thing to, you know, give up social media, one platform, give up Facebook, give up this, that, and the other. And while they can be beneficial, I look at it like this. If you're a heroin addict and you give it up for 30 days, but then you go back to your old ways, what good was it? Really, you got it right. You got so it. So this we're ta- You're talking more about not just a cleanse for a temporary time, but to actually get used to the fact of paying close attention to the toxins, the time toxins, yes. that are taking up all of your time and robbing you of your productivity.
0: Absolutely, and 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 the main concept connected to that is shifting your relationship with time. You see, while most people operate is time. They have an adversarial relationship with time. That time is outside of them. You'll hear st- you'll hear them say stuff like, um, "If time allows, if my schedule mm-hmm. allows." And I simply asked those people, I asked these people, and I, and I asked this of myself five years ago because I was doing the same thing. I said, "Who is time?" And I remember, you know, specifically, I was on a flight coming back from Reno, and there was a re- re- retired school teacher, and she was asking me about the book I was working on my manuscript. And I said, have you ever used the phrase, if time allows? And she's like, yeah, all the time. And I just looked at her, beautiful lady. I said, who's time? And her jaw dropped, Wally. Hmm. She goes, I've never asked myself that. Yeah. And so, you know, the reality is if, when people are stuck and in, in they're their struggling or they're stalled, it's really not their fault because they have been trained to believe that time is outside of them and that you know, I've, I've got to fight against it. And so with the time cleanse, we shift our relationship with time, knowing that time comes from us and it's abundant. Old time management strategies are based on a fixed hour and that time is scarce and it causes time pressure. And when you shift that, realizing time comes from you, from your yeses and nos, and that you know how to actually use time, time pressure goes away and your performance increases.
1: When it comes to time, I used to always think about, I used to watch like, let's say The Apprentice or any of these other type of um, programs where, you know, they're trying to get something done and they put a time limit on themselves. And I used to think years ago, I was like, well, why the hell do they put this time, this unrealistic time limit on themselves when they do that? And I forget what the, it's it's a theory out there and I can't remember the name of it. I'm losing my mind today. Basically, the bottom line is this: Let's say you got a term paper that's due uh, in three months. Well, you're going to wait till the last three days to get it done, and you're going to get it done in that three days. And it's Correct. probably not going to be nearly as good as if you had done three months of re- research. But so, and there's a term for that, and I can't remember what it is. But the bottom line is this: You put short time limits on yourself because you can get the same amount done in three days than you can in three months.
0: You're, you're absolutely 100% correct. I think it's Parkinson's or something like that. Yeah, like I'm, I'm Parkinson's. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, yeah. Theory. But, you, you know, time will expand to the, you know, the amount that you have. And when you get focused and know that, you know, that you're in charge of time, mm-hmm. um, you can perform at a much higher level. And, and this is where we're moving. You know, in today's age, we're moving into the mindset of performing with time performing, not managing, Mm -hmm. managing's done. We got to start looking at how do I get the most out of my time? Because at the end of the day, this is my philosophy. This is more of the spiritual heart center of the time cleanse. Your time, my time is based on one thing that it's used for. It's to create memories that matter, that Mm -hmm. become our legacy. That's Mm -hmm. what it's for. That's what it's for. At the end of the day, someone says, I've got to do this, this, or this with your time. And I'll just do a question set, it will all come back to having a great experience. But at the end of the day, you know, as a man, that great experience is, is, is part of my legacy. And that's what I'm doing with my time. Every moment, every second, people think about legacy at the end of their life. Mm -hmm. Legacy is happening right now. And it has been from your very first breath.
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness. We can just go down a rabbit hole with that because that is, that is so much why I, I started this whole abundance journey and this men of abundance podcast to have conversations with guys just like you who freaking get it. That I was that guy. Everything I was doing was for my family, for my family. My wife was always like, what the hell are you chasing? I'm doing this for my, for us. I'm doing this. So this, that, and the other, so we can have this and we can do that. And it's like, you freaking have that. You have that in your life right now today. You're just not enjoying it. Now, for me, when it comes to my time, I'm really big. I don't make lists. I have a calendar and mm-hmm. I, I block time. I block Tuesdays and Thursdays are my podcasting times. I work pretty much everything, all thing podcast, editing, conversations, the whole bit. Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays are kind of split up between some of my client calls and, and, and prospecting, quite frankly, and researching other businesses and, and learning more and somewhere in there, you know, it's all about learning, but I have on there also time with family, mm-hmm. um, and white space, quite frankly, for me to just be able to do this. I was able to have yep. this conversation with you today because I created white space, uh, for this conversation. Cause this is a kind of an unscheduled conversation and thanks to, you know, interview valet, uh, asked me to do this and I, they are yep. just amazing people out there. Uh, so I'm more than happy to assist. And when I saw what you were doing, I was like, hell yeah, I got to have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> what are your, what are you, some of your, um, ideas on how to, you know, manage our time, so to speak?
0: Well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep switching that phrase manage to perform. And and that's 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 my philosophy and that that's what I'm supporting you and everyone with. So so a couple things, Wally, to begin with. You said something really important about family. One of the things that I take all my clients through, and it's in the time cleanse book, is getting your values aligned. Mm-hmm. Your values of family and, and enjoyment, that for all of us needs to be aligned. Most people have Um, values that are in conflict so we we get people aligned on what their values are what is most important because your values determine where you put your time energy and effort if those are not aligned then your time energy and effort will be going will be all over the place and so that's an important point that you that you mentioned and that when we look at our time the first thing is to understand What is most important? What am I committed to? You can't be committed to everything and your values start helping that. But when you go through the time cleanse, it's saying, okay, I'm committed to, I say, pick your top three and that's where you focus your time. So when you do that, now we look at our schedule. So here's what's important to me. Here's my values. To me, the calendar is everything. If it's not on the calendar in my life, it didn't happen. That's how I run my, my my business. That's how I run my life. And there, as you said, there's white space in there. There's white space. There's space where I can be flexible and have spontaneity. And I'm, you know, and I'm grateful that you operate that way because we're here today because of that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the thing that you just said that I coach as well is clustering activity. So here are a couple things that are very valuable to perform with time. Number one, cluster and block out similar activities. Your brain. Gets more efficient and performs at a higher level when it's doing repetitive similar activities. So that's one great thing to do. Two, what I do is work rest intervals, shutting off all notifications. Everything on my technology is all shut off. So I then have a focused period of time. I like 55 minutes with a seven minute rest. It's like intervals work rest. And I'll knock out about two to four of those in a row. I'll take a 30-minute complete break, and then if I'm in a high-performance mode, I'll knock a few more of those out. But when we're working like that, completely focused, single task, or clustering in that hour, our productivity 3Xs and 5Xs Mm -hmm. than a regular, normal day that most people are multitasking. And multitasking, you know, in the book I talk about, it's the killer. It can drop your IQ up to 10 points. When you switch tasks, multitasking is really not doing one thing at a time. People think it is that. True multitasking would be like riding a stationary bike and listening to an audio book. But what most people confuse it with is task switching. Mm -hmm. And when we're task switching, um, our cognitive ability just shrinks. I mean, one piece of research at university of california california at irvine close to my house here actually showed that it took 23 minutes to fully engage back in a task that was switched from 23 minutes to go back to its full capacity and when you look at that and you see how people are operating that's why they're stressed that's why They're overwhelmed because they're not single focusing. And so the interval is is really important. And then also, you know, in that, you know, what I call being present in the moment, but I I introduce a, a phrase called timefulness in the book. And timefulness is connected to mindfulness. It's like a specialized mindfulness and that's being present in the moment. So you can improve the quality experience and performance with your time. And that's the mindset that we need to be in the moment, because that's when we get greater productivity. But here's the thing, the people that are addicted to multitasking, and it's everywhere. You know, people say to me, oh, I'm going to multitask because it's not that important, or this or that. What, what they don't realize is they're training their brain not to be present. And when you do that, people will miss moments that matter, that you can't get back. Your family, with your career, just in life.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can go as extreme as, as looking at people texting and driving. Um, oh, you're going to miss yeah. a moment, like, say, a red light or the person yeah. slowing down in front of you. And then a lot is going to happen. And then something that maybe is just as tragic as far as I'm concerned is your little one coming in and wanting to have a conversation with you and you're you're in the living room watching T V with your phone in your hand, having a conversation with your family and and scrolling through Instagram. Yep. Uh, you know, and, and I, I can hear the anxiety in the room <laughs> over the yep. airwaves. Yep. I, people contact me on Messenger. I've actually had people contacting me on Messenger, like four or five times in a row throughout the day, and then they'll they'll leave a comment and say, "What do you not like to have a conversation?" It's like, dude, I'm not living on Facebook Messenger. There's time mm-hmm. frames when I'm on social media, and even my phone. When I'm done in my office, and my office is right here in my house, my phone and my my even my reading glasses stay right here in my office. And I walk over to the living room. I don't Mm -hmm. hear my phone. And Mm -hmm. on top of that, it shuts off. It's on do not disturb between the hours of 9pm and and 6am. And the people that are closest to me, they know that.
0: That's right. They have conformed
1: to that. They know when they can contact me and when they can't. And they know I'm going to get back to them as soon as I pick up my phone again.
0: Well, one of, one of the things that is one of the greatest tools to protect your time and that, that I coach and, and write about is is being able to say no. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I use this phrase, your no to somebody else is your, your yes to you mm-hmm. and what you stand for. And that doesn't mean to be selfish and not to be of service. Of, of course, we want to do that. But, you know, most people aren't practiced at saying no. And be really clear, is this aligning? And then going back to you know, my time cleanse question, which is the, the core of anything you do, it goes back to, is this contributing or contaminating to my happiness and success? Ask that question before you do anything with your time, and you'll see a transformation happen.
1: Guys, the reason why I like to have these conversations amongst many other things is because I'm on this journey just like everybody else man and I love the idea I've always been kind of uncomfortable with time management because you know you can manage your own time sure but I like, I like the, the fact that you change it to time performing. Uh, it's it, to me it just makes a big difference in the whole ideology of the whole bit.
0: Well I, I, I say this in my in the intro of the book I say you know your closest relationships, right? Do you want to manage your wife or your children? or your, you know, your, your parents. No, you want to be in a flow state. You want to be connected. You want to engage. And you want that to be the same thing with time. You want it to be your ally, your friend, something that is supporting you to get what you want. You don't want to manage it. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't even make sense.
1: Yeah, I like that. It's like the difference between a manager and a leader.
0: Exactly. Exactly, and it's just—it's just the you know this book is the evolution. The time cleanse is an evolution to you know we started at a point where managing was appropriate. Now we're you know these smartphones in our pocket and connected. There's a new way, and there's a new way to to get what you want in life.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I love it. So we are at the point we are going to pay it forward to our abundant leaders. You ready to do that? Absolutely. Excellent. So, share one to three actionable steps that men of abundance can take today.
0: Number one is claim, claim in, in, a, in, a, in a solid way that you own and are responsible for your time and that it's your most precious and valuable asset. That's the number one. Number two, just take a quick look at your life, a quick look at your life and evaluate where you're spending your time, your business, and personally. And just ask, are the things I'm doing, is that creating happiness and success? Is it contributing to that or contaminating it? And and number three, I would say is practice the concept of timefulness, being present in the moment so you can improve the quality experience and the performance with your time. And when you put those three together, you will transform your relationship with time as an ally, as a supporter, as something that will help you get what you want.
1: I love it. In support of that, I'm gonna throw in another question here just for you. Sure. What are are there any apps or any sort of technology out there that we could harness to assist with any of that?
0: Sure. Well, one one that I like is called Rescue Time. It's something that you know you can uh, put on your computer. It'll it'll block things. It'll ske- it'll it'll uh, uh, track things. So Rescue Time is uh, one of the apps that I really like. The other thing that I like that there's many apps for it is use your timer. Time everything you do. It's it's the simplest thing. It's the simplest thing, but by having setting times for a conversation with a client, a colleague, keeps you on track. And one last thing I want to throw in here, Wally. I, I I can't leave this conversation without sharing this. And and you started the conversation with this. It's it's what I call time cleansing your phone. And your phone is the greatest tool, my phone is the greatest tool to help. Um, me to be of service, to be a great leader. And it also has a dark side to it. So one of the things that I do, and it's in the book as well, is how to time cleanse your phone. So three things with the phone. I want to throw this in here because it'd be very valuable. Number one, grayscale your phone. If you grayscale your phone from color to black and white, you won't be as engaged and and, and drawn to it. Number two, take all notifications off the phone and then move all your apps to the secondary screen and here's why when you go to the phone right now they have thousands of neuroscientists working at facebook instagram to figure out how to suck you into that phone and so if you clear the screen when you pick it up you you will use the phone for what you need it for not have that phone use you. And that simple cleansing, there's more steps, there's deeper cleanses. Those three things right there will save you hundreds of hours a year because now you're in charge of your technology. I had to throw that in there, buddy.
1: Oh, I absolutely appreciate that, man. That is excellent. I love it. And I think, uh, you know, I know some of the newer iPhones that are coming out, and there's also apps out there, that um, it tracks your time, your screen time, and it tells you how much you're spending on, how much time you're spending on each app. And if Instagram and Facebook are at the top of that list, when you check it, hey, that's just, you just got to take personal inventory of it, if that's beneficial for you or not. I can't say that is or not. That's up to you. But it, it's an eye opener for sure.
0: I, I love how you language that, right? Because we all have our own values and our own beliefs about it. But check in with yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. If if you're if you're frustrated and not meeting the goals that you want in life, or you know whatever that may be for you, take inventory of your time, and there you go. <laughs> awesome. I think that'll answer a lot of it. So, yep. what rituals make the biggest impact in your life?
0: Um. The the number one ritual for me is meditation and the practice of med- meditation. And, you know, that ritual every morning, it's 20 minutes. I have a focus time, that, and then setting my intentions for the day. Those two things um, become an absolute North Star. Um settling, you know, and it doesn't have to be meditation for, you know, for everyone, but it can be self-reflection. But I meditate, um, that trains my mind to be present. Um, and when it goes off track to come back. So that is the biggest ritual for me is a daily practice of meditation before I start my day.
1: What are you reading or listening to that you would recommend to our abundant leaders and why?
0: Um, I just finished the Goggins book. You can't hurt me.
1: Oh, you kidding me? Did and, you listen uh, to it or read it?
0: I, I listened to it. I oh, listened to it. And I actually, um, this is a funny story. I, I almost, um was ready to turn my transcript in and I had the opportunity to add a quote from well, it was not actually a quote and a te- his technique and it's the accountability mirror so mm-hmm. um with the time cleanse once you're done you know you got your time back you rescued you know 20 plus hours you reinvested it and then when you reinvest it you calendar it so I added his technique in the book which is basically looking at your calendar at the end of the day, looking at yourself in the mirror and asking yourself, did I follow through with my commitments? It's, he calls the accountability mirror. And if I, and if you haven't be brutally honest, why, and make the corrections. And then his quote is, um, it's okay to take a day off. Just not today.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you guys, by this point, by this point, or maybe not, because yeah, in either case, that book, if you're going to get it, first off, get it. Second, Get it on audio because it's the most unique audio book I've listened to yet. Extremely just an experience to say the least. Third, I will throw out there. If you are, if you get offended by language, get over it and get the book. I'm just going to tell you that right now.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. We all have our way of communicating. That's his. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And
1: and you couldn't do it any other way as far as I'm concerned. Not, Not from a guy like that.
0: You're right. You're absolutely right.
1: Wonderful. Thanks for sharing that. So, what do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance?
0: I think that their old programming that um, that was instilled. You know, the old belief systems, the people around them, and those blind spots that um, that are no longer true. When I told the story about my football career, you know, I had a blind spot that um, I. I was only going to be a successful human being and had any value unless I was an elite athlete. And so what, what's holding people back is they're not stopping to evaluate their beliefs and where they're spending their time. And that's the unique um, process that, you know, that I support in the book and in life is to stop, stop and evaluate. Am I doing the right things in the right way? And just that pause can be transformational with insight, um, creativity, and a new direction. But we've got to stop. We've got to get off the technology and evaluate with curiosity and be kind, but be truthful with yourself be truthful. We're, we're we're in this world where, where so many people are afraid to tell the truth or be brutally honest. We've got to be brutally honest in a kind way that gives us the opportunity to step in and go, how can I improve? How can I be better? How can I make a difference for me and be relevant for the collective that then comes back to me in the full cycle of life?
1: Thanks for sharing that. It's, it's extremely important, guys, to take heed to what he just said. It's so, so important for you to be able to be truthful with yourself and then make adjustments as needed. And all we're doing here, all, all we're doing here anyway, is uh, sharing a few techniques that might help you in your life in regards to that.
0: Absolutely, Wally. And this is what I say, you know, whatever I coach, do, write, speak on you know, I've done it. I've practiced it. I've coached it. I broke it. I rebuilt it. But take whatever you hear from me and, and make it better. You know, use what works for you. You know, we're all individuals.
1: So what does living a life of abundance mean to you?
0: It's a, it's to have the time, um, to invest in what matters most in my life. It's that simple.
1: Yeah. yeah. And what is that?
0: Um, quality connection, with the people I love and people that I, that I don't even know. It's really, it's really being present and to see other human beings for who they are, honoring the similarities and the differences and to be in that connection where we're sharing love and being of service with each other. That's what it means to me.
1: So brother, we are going to close this up. uh, We are definitely going to have Stephen and you threw in a forward slash abundance. Is that right?
0: That's correct. So, Um, You know, for your listeners, I got a a free uh, time cleanse performance report there for with tools and tactics to maximize your productivity, get your time back. And then also, Wally, for any of your listeners that order the book, um, I'm giving them a free masterclass. It's an eight eight part video series where I take them step by step through the time cleanse process. That's a that's a gift to your listeners. It's the same at the same uh, web address.
1: Excellent, man. I love that. I greatly appreciate that too. So what else did we not talk about? You want to ensure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation today?
0: You know, I think you've done an amazing job in in your questions. I think, you know, the last thing is, is just remember this phrase that I use. There's only one time and it's right now. And there's only one direction and it's forward. Just remember everything you're doing is your legacy.
1: Great conversation. I greatly appreciate your time, man. Go out, live your life of abundance and keep paying it forward. Stephen, it's making a huge, huge difference. It certainly has in this short time that you and I have had the conversation and from what I've seen of you so far.
0: Thank you, Wally. And thank you for um, creating an amazing platform to men, for men um, to be the best they can.
1: My pleasure. Take care. Thank you. Alright guys, so your action step today is to take inventory of where your time is being spent and then adjust accordingly. If you're into technology like I am, then explore some of the apps that are out there that can help you determine where your time is being spent and where you need to make adjustments. And of course, as you know, information is only power when it's shared and acted upon. So share Men of Abundance with everyone you come in contact with. Now, go out and live your life of abundance.